So here's the funny thing about leadership, right? <laughs> leadership. Here's the funny thing about it. That you've you never reached the pinnacle of leadership. Recently, I was in a meeting with some CEOs and we were discussing some changes that were happening. I mean, hard changes, people losing their jobs, millions of dollars in, in loss and needed improvement. And the CEO kind of slapped the boardroom table and said, oh my gosh, why am I back in this position? It's like, I'm always back in this position. Now, by the way, that's a whole other subject that we can talk about with stories and identities and how we, we come back to that place from which our mind is, is most focused, right? What you put your attention to, it impacts your whole life. And... By the way, this is the Edgy Conversations Podcast, and I'm Dan Walchman. If you were uh, somehow not aware of those things, then allow me to just to introduce the whole shindig. As you know, the podcast dedicated to radical health for people who want it. So leadership, much like success, is about learning and growing. Learning, growing, doing, right? And I think we mentioned in a couple of podcasts earlier this whole idea of like, learn, do, learn, do. The problem with being a leader is there's often pressure placed upon you to appear as if you have it all figured out, right? If you're the if you have a title that elevates you from your your peers, you suddenly feel pressured to act in a way that has everybody else believing you have it all figured out. And I I'll tell you a, a dirty little secret. Like there's people I go to when I struggle with leadership. Like there's questions I just have to ask. I'm like, "Look, I got questions. How do I do this? What should I be doing?" And you know, my nature is somewhat obsessive. Okay, that might be a little understatement. <laughs> it's it's a lot of bit obsessive, but I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to be the best version of myself, what do I do uh, in order to take my game and my life to the next level? And the secret to leadership, as I understand it now, which may be different than I'll understand it in years to come, is this idea of taking that first step that we encourage others to take. It's not being better or smarter than the people that you're leading. Heavens, uh, I don't know. I look around at the people in this wonderful edgy empire of awesomeness community, and most of you put me to shame. You've got brilliant degrees and a brilliant family that's sparkly and perfect, or at least it looks that way across the interwebs and You've got it going on. And I look at myself and I'm out running and I'm feeling like I'm like shit because I'm my body is is getting tired and and I go, oh, uh, you guys have it together. By the way, congrats on that. Right? Isn't it awesome to have it all put together? Someday you have to tell me all about how that goes. And I look, I look at myself and I go, as a leader, like there's so much room for growth. But What's encouraging to me as a leader and as someone who's trying to be a better leader is that I don't have to be smarter than all of you and you don't have to be smarter than all the people that you lead. If you, in your family, there's no requirement whether you're what, what side of the spousal relationship you are, you don't have to be smarter than your partner. You don't. You don't. To be a leader, you have to be willing to take the first step. You have to lead yourself. And I think the secret to leadership, as I've uncovered it so far, 
is almost like you're willing to be the guinea pig that others can watch and learn from. Remember that learn and do, learn and do, learn and do? As a leader, you experiment on yourself. You take steps to grow yourself. Others see that, they get encouraged, and they're saying, holy cow, this Dan guy, this Sally guy, this, you know, whatever, whatever your name is. I could list all the names, right? They're putting themselves out there. They're learning and growing, developing skills. Maybe I could or should do that as well. Think about that. Now, doesn't that change your perspective on leadership? Right? If you're 17 John Maxwell's deep into leadership, then you know all the ins and outs, intricacies of leadership is this, and leadership is that, and how are you growing, and how are you helping people around you grow? We have to make this discussion really sophisticated, or we make the discussion very academic, a list of things. But leadership is really more human than that. It's a little more raw than that. By the way, your leaders are human. They're human. And part of being human is that you're wonderfully and perfectly flawed. You might think, oh, I can't lead because I have these problems. <laughs> uh, you, you better lead because the guy leading you has lots and lots and lots of problems. And like we said earlier, there's so much pressure on leaders to, to pretend like you have it all together. I think one of the things I'd have been most fascinated by with this election cycle and the nonstop news that berates all of us is that we're somewhat mystified by the crassness and ridiculous behavior of those who are leaders in politics or in entertainment. We see these actors who play beautiful people on screen, and then we hear about horrific things they do, everything from, uh, I mean, touching kids inappropriately to touching other people inappropriately. It doesn't matter. Just there's lots of touching and craziness. Like, keep your hands to yourself, fucking people. Jesus. Like, stop. Well, I just went off on that. So apologies to all of you who are offended by harsh language. But you know what I'm saying? Like, we're, we're horrified that these people who are celebrity and politicians are using this foul language uh, and, and, and acting inappropriately. And I'm not justifying it. This is not a podcast for that. But what did you think they were doing? Right? They're, they're people. They're flawed. They've got problems. Now, it doesn't mean they need to be in the position that we put them in. Maybe they shouldn't be worshipped as Academy Award-winning actors and actresses. Maybe they shouldn't be um, celebrated because they've been in politics for 30 years or 40 years or 50 years. Maybe they shouldn't be celebrated because they have the highest offices in the land, right? But the point still exists. And the point that I'm making, the only point that I'm making, by the way, the only point is not that these are great people. I'm just saying they are people. They're people. And might I also add this, just like you. There's somebody you're leading today. There's someone you're guiding today. If you don't believe that, then look around you at the people looking up to you. Who are the people listening to you? It's your, it's your coworkers at the office. Even if, even if the, someone has a title that seems like it's superior to you, that person's watching you. They're learning from you. They're seeing how you respond to troubling news. They're putting on a poker face, trying to pretend like everything's all right, but they're watching you to see how you react. And so what's your reaction? What's your response? Are you someone who, when things get tough, you say, well, we'll make it better. We'll make it through. We'll figure out a way to make it happen. 
Or are you somebody that no matter what is good and going on in the universe around you, you've always got a comment. You've always got a problem. You've got the comment that's negative and a situation that's failing. And you're the one to quickly point out all of the worst in your, in your world, in your local situation, in your, in your personal life. And, and the, the difference between great leaders I've heard and leaders that fail is really about this idea of emotional intelligence. And in my book, I call that a human strategy, human strategy, really being able to understand yourself as a human and those that you have to engage with, those you have to lead, those that are looking up to you for your insights. So first you're the guinea pig. And then you're, you're realizing that the people around you aren't these wonderful people that you might've thought they are. They're just like you. They've got their problems. And as much as you tried to hide your problems so that people, you know, think better of you than maybe they should, they try to hide their problems as well. That's just what they do. That's what people do. I remember many, I don't know how many years ago, somewhere around 10 years ago, I was put on this list of people, top 25 sales gurus. Well, I don't think of myself as a guru of anything besides getting in trouble, <laughs> but I was on this list of top, top sales gurus and I, I thought, oh, hey, that's pretty cool. And the, by the way, the only way I found out about it, uh, for those of you who are just naturally assuming that we're all narcissistic people, and we are, let's, let's be candid. But I, I don't really monitor that stuff. And I think I got an email from the, the people who put out the list and said, hey, thought you would like to know, you're one of the gurus. And I was like, oh, yay. Now, I think what they're really wanting is for me to promote uh, their list or their, their rankings uh, to, this, to this community, which uh, if you were around back then, you would know I, I, don't think I, I don't think I did anything with it. But I got notified that I was part of this list. And so immediately I went to see who was on the list. And I saw all of these beautiful smiling faces. I mean, like good looking men and women who were, who were smart. I could tell just by looking at them and savvy and had degrees and experience. And here I am in my late twenties, like scruffy with like, remember when you used to have like, what, what's that like whiskers beneath your lip, beneath your lip, whatever that is. I don't know what it's called. Soul patch or something like it's ridiculous. Uh, Wow. I'm talking about not just a head case. I'm like a mess everywhere, how I look, how I act. And I just have a lot of passion and zeal and I know how to make lots of money. But to be candid with you, I just, everything else is, is ridiculous. So for someone to call me a guru, I'm like, Hey, Hey, let me check out who's in that group. And so I did what any nerdy person would do. As I put together a spreadsheet, I put all their names and then the person put a link to their websites. So I copied down all the links. And then I went to each of their websites to poke around and look and get to know them. I then, from the website, tried to see if they had a LinkedIn profile because that was really big a bunch of years ago. I went to see if they had phone numbers on their website. So I was so excited. I still remember how, how like, I was like, yes, I'm in this list. I'm going to meet all these great people. I'm going to learn so much. And then as I started jumping into this, I realized, oh, like these guys have really ugly websites. I mean, this looks awful. Like not even like not good. It was like horrible, horrible. And not only did their websites look horrible, uh, and not only uh, did they did I get the impression that zero thought had been put into, uh, you know, the marketing plan that these guys were were, were coming back operating under. 
I then sent out an email to everyone on that list. And I said, hey, I'm Dan. I would love to get to know you better. And you know, we're on the same list, basically. And I, I forget, it's been a bunch of years. You would be shocked. Out of about 25 people on that list, I can only remember three people ever getting back to me. Isn't that crazy? Three people out of 25. These were the best in follow-up and sales activity and marketing and automation, all these great plans and ideas. And out of 25, I mean, roughly 10% got back to me. And I had some great conversations. By the way, some of those people, like Jill Stelf, uh, Jill, Jill, Jill Conrath, who was an amazing, has become an amazing friend. I don't talk to her as much as I should, but amazing for Anthony Inarino, who you know I'm long friends with, a few of the great people. It's no wonder that the super, super rock stars in that group got back to me and I developed relationships with these people. Here's what that taught me. Number one, I was like, I don't even know if I want to be on this list. Do I want to associate with these people? Like, do I even want to be around these people? Like, is this something I actually want to do? The second thing I learned was, wait a minute. There's probably something I can learn from all these people because they didn't make it on this sheet by accident. And I get it that we put together lists for all the reasons we put together lists, right? So people read the lists, people share the lists, people feel confident because they're on a list, right? Makes them feel good. So I'm not clueless. I'm pretty sure you could find 250 gurus or 2,000 gurus in sales. But the larger issue is this. The larger question was this. I, I learned, the larger answer that I learned that day was this, that leadership, these were people who were leaders. Leadership was messy. And that despite how I was trying to wrap it up with a pretty little bow and the fact that I was trying to have it all figured out in my way, where I was saying, listen, I'm going to be perfect because I'm a leader. That wasn't the case. That truly, if I was going to be great, if I was going to be someone who could lead people, guide people, inspire those people, that I had to be more than just someone who got everything right most of the time. That I had to develop skills about being vulnerable, develop skills about being honest, skills like learning and growing skills like not being embarrassed to take the next step even if you don't know what the second or third step is just taking a step and trusting having faith in your ability to execute what i learned was that by watching others i was able to grow and so i assumed that others could grow by just watching me i began to connect dots and i'll tell you my journey to figure out this idea of leadership is not over by any stretch i've got a lot of room to grow but I think, as I think about it, that it's less complex than I try to make it. It's less nerdy. It's less automatic. In truth, in truth, leadership is really just about me being the guinea pig that allows other people to see if the tests I'm running on myself can truly drive value for them. Hey, before I let you go, let me share one more quick thing. Awesome Palooza 2017. It's December 13th. If you don't already have your ticket, uh, well, listen, don't be crazy. Go get your ticket. It's going to be one day immersive experience where we, we're going to be talking about leadership. We're talking about how to have your best year yet in 2018. I'm so excited that, uh, that, uh, that many people are joining us. Listen, seating is limited. I've intentionally kept this event small and intimate so that we can really get down to work really get down to work 
Um, that this is not a, an event where thousands of people are attending. This is intimate. This is intimate. Where we together are working to drive your year into the stratosphere. So, awesomepalooza.com. Just look for it on our Facebook group. There's a link here on the podcast, awesomepalooza.com. Um, and listen, think about today who's watching you. And let that help define you as a leader. See you next time here on the Edgy Conversations podcast. Go have a great day.